Welcome to Small Business Minutes. We will learn to survive, adapt, and thrive. Okay, welcome to another episode of Small Business Minutes. Uh, with me today is Tim Woodbridge. He is a, a lender with a local bank here in the Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania, Embassy Bank of the Lehigh Valley. Uh, he's a VP of Business Banking. And this episode I'm calling PPP Stories from a Banker That Survived. As you know, the PPP program was part of the CARES Act. The money was being lent to small businesses based on payroll calculations with the understanding that if the money was spent in a particular way, initially over an eight-week program, and now uh, that's been modified to a 24-week time frame, the amounts would be forgiven. So without further ado, welcome, Tim. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Tim and I had a conversation before we started recording, and, and I know Tim well. We've been dealing, we have mutual clients, and we've been working together for years. And so I'm a little closer to his circumstances during this time and some of the stories he shared, uh, not just of his own uh, experience, but also of some of the other lenders at Embassy will give you kind of an inside look at what they went through when this program became active. So Tim, when the when the CARES Act was passed and the they opened up the initial process of lending, I know for me, I was getting uh, inquiries from clients and they're like, how do I do this? And basically my response was go to your bank um, because they're managing it. Um, uh, they're, run, they're kind of the first line of uh, the request, not the SBA or some other organization. And so tell me, you know, take me through how the bank viewed this or what your response time was or how you felt when all of a sudden you started to get inundated with requests. Yeah. Cause I mean, if you, you think about the thought process of us as a, a local community bank, we weren't an SBA lender. Um, we were eligible to do these uh, as an FDIC bank. Um, but obviously we had, we had some concerns. It kind of basically put us in a war room to say, well, we have nine lenders. Um, I was the only one that had done SBA lending in the past. And that was 15, 20 years ago. Uh, so again, you know, it was just, we, we went to the war room, like, how do we do this? What do we think? And again, they were building the, you know, the plane while we're in the air kind of thing. Um, but we made some assumptions as to what this was going to be. The CARES Act said, you know, they would get up to 10 years to pay it back. Uh, could be up to a 4% loan. Um, with, you know, and, and there were some fees involved. So obviously it made sense to do it. Um, you know, so for us, it was, do we have the manpower, um, to pull this off? How are we going to do that? Um, and so, you know, it was, it was kind of put in my hands and they really did. Uh, some of our credit analysts took over my portfolio. I really did nothing else aside from reviewing, um, all the applications. Um, I mean, we, we tried to figure out how many of our clients would be interested. You know, we're looking, we, you know, we were pulling up everything, payroll records, um, to see, you know, what we thought. Um, because the SBA is not giving you any money. It's a guarantee program. They gave you a 100% guarantee. 
but you were going to have to fund these loans out of your own reserves or figure out how you were going to do an asset liability you know calculation to make this uh, to make it all work i mean there was some concern should we even do it we couldn't use the e-trans system they told us they were going to give us a new system called the cas system where we would be able to submit um, you know these application under it wasn't built we, we weren't sure when it was going to be ready um, would that put us so far behind the eight ball that it just made us look bad so i mean there was a lot of things that went into the kind of the war room discussion um, but we knew you know looking at everything there's no way we as a community bank couldn't you know the, the big banks were already saying hey we can't do this in a week you know there's no way we're going to be able to take applications it might take us two weeks um, so again, that's the nice thing about a, a community bank, a small bank, is you are nimble enough, got a flat enough uh, hierarchy that you, you know, we could put this all together. We figured out how to use the branch system to get us the information, to get the forms out, um, to help us, you know, get to our clients. Um, I kind of tripled the, the access we had as lenders using the branch people, you know, to get the information out. Um, and, and again, we knew we had to have it ready in a few days. Um, and you know, but the bottom line was, there's just no way you, you couldn't do this. And even though we didn't know all the details, you know, we put everything together, put our heads together, and came up with a strategy um, to make to make that work. And it's funny, we assumed about sixty percent of our clients uh, would do it. We're at sixty-one point three percent. We figured it would be about seventy million dollars that would they would we would probably use. Uh, we ended up like sixty nine and change, you know. So I mean, we, we were like right on on the money in terms of being prepared, and you know, some of it's luck, some of it's calculation, um, and uh, you know. So again, that's we, we just made that decision that that, that, that we had to do it. That's really good, Tim. I, you know, my experience with you and Embassy Bank and your responsiveness to client needs was was amazing, considering uh, the workload that that the bank was under in order to execute this. And I know we had conversations initially because, as you uh, correctly, the analogy you correctly pointed out, they were building the plane in the air. And that has been no more apparent than how the SBA has continued to morph and change some of the rules uh, and paperwork even now for the forgiveness program, which we'll discuss briefly uh, at the end. But, uh, yeah, that was crazy. I mean, absolutely crazy. Um, uh, but you guys, you guys did an amazing job. Um, I know a lot of the banks – um, at some point had to just say, we're only going to deal with our customers because the, the demand was so great that it was impossible to deal with others. Um, and I had some clients of bigger banks. So even though they were depositors, they had a deposit and some cases lending relationships, those banks said, we're not doing anymore. And they had to find another source for the PPP loan, um, which was quite discouraging for them. Um, uh, as as uh, small businesses. So um, take me through, quote, a normal day 
in the PPP program for you or one, you know, or as an example of all of the lenders there, you said there were nine lenders dealing with this. Just take me through a typical day, how long it was, how you dealt with communications with clients, with the SBA. What was that like? Yeah, it's even hard to explain the, uh, the initial phase. I mean, and at that point, it was you know, kind of a, a, side, a sidebar, but I had been on a cruise. I left for a cruise on March 6th and got back on March 14th. So I was in quarantine mode at the bank when I got back. They asked me to quarantine for 14 days because of the situation I was in. So I was watching this whole thing sort of unfold from my dining room table. And by the time this was done and signed, virtually all of us were out of the branch. All the lenders were working, uh, you know, out of their out of their homes, so working remotely. Um, but really, that was, I think, a real key to this was I could roll out of bed at six and get. And by six fifteen, I was on looking at apps, processing them, getting them into the uh, to the portals uh, for the SBA. And at ten o'clock at night. I finally said, okay, I got to go for my run. And I went to bed and I, I started all over again. So, I mean, that was a typical day. We And everybody was doing it. I was getting emails at 9, 10 o'clock at night, applications being processed. All nine of us were just you know, four or five weeks. That's all we did. I mean, Saturdays, Sundays, we processed them as many as we could. Um, you know, and, and the, the initial part was really hard. Uh, they kept changing the rules. Um, and they, you know, I had mentioned we got, we weren't an SBA lender, so we were using the CAF system. It, it took us two hours to process one loan request through that system. So by the fourth day, we had 150 applications. And I'm looking at this going, you know what, we have to become an SBA lender. So we filled out all the paperwork. We became an SBA lender, and it. And I got to hand it to them. They they did a great job. They rushed everything through, um, and then we actually did hire a uh, we'll call a lender service provider to also process with us because um, we we just knew there was no way we were going to be able to to keep up with that kind of volume. Um, and so, and again, you guys know at, at at the end of in 13 days we ran out of money. So we had done 145 loans at that point, um, and we had 357 applications. So we still, we were disappointed. We were frustrated. The clients were obviously frustrated. They had, they'd submitted. They had their submissions in for a week, and we didn't get to them. So, uh, you know, we were very happy when they put a second offering together. Um, and that let us, uh, again, be able to do um, that next piece, which is still open. We're still processing. I already did two this morning. Um, and again, we, you know, we kind of called it the good, bad, and the ugly uh, process of you know, getting through that. Um, you know, and, and part of our thing was trying to explain to 600 clients that were all calling at the same time, trying to get our branch system to send them good information. The Chamber had a great website. Small Business Development Center had a great website. AICPA, you know, we said, hey, if you're, you've got a good accounting firm, give them a call. And I know you guys had a great spreadsheet that was very helpful for, for them to figure out how to get that the number. Because, I mean, it was a difficult process to come up with what is my monthly payroll. And, and again, if they had a good 
good financial advisors. They had a good CPA firm. They had a good payroll company. We got through those applications, and some of them were the larger ones and, and middle-sized companies. You know, it, we could get through an application in 15 minutes. You know, we could check, see that everything made sense. There was the payroll numbers. The spreadsheet was right. The application was right. And, and again, that, that was a huge part for us and the clients was this was a brand new Adobe type of application that had live cells in it. So the, the name, the company name, the address, the loan amount, all that was in a, a, a live Adobe that when I downloaded it, I could swing that right into a, to the portal and it read all, all the information. Nobody had to retype all that, which really allowed us to go a lot faster. And I can tell you probably 40 to 50% of the problems that we had during that process was they couldn't get the, that, that as a live cell Adobe to us. They couldn't, they couldn't figure it out. Um, and again, so that was really kind of a, a battle and you know, I can talk about it later, but that made us decide for this time when we do the forgiveness, we actually paid and bought a portal. Uh, that allows people to go in and do that application on a secure portal so they're not having to get us that Adobe-based uh, application. And, uh, you know, that, that, that was, again, one of probably the hardest thing for a small company to do. The big companies, the, the middle-sized companies that have good, you know, again, accounting firms that were helping them, CFOs on staff, that was good. But the small companies really struggled. Um, like I said, we... We could do them. We did them as quick as fifteen minutes. One app took us eight days. Oh and, wow! You know, so, it, it was just uh, you know. So uh, again, it was a wide range in terms of. It, it's hard to explain what was an average loan. It really swung with uh, the ability of the client to get us the answer. Right. So you said that initially it took you two hours to process an application but you decided to become an SBA lender. How did that affect the process? Did it narrow the time frame? Yeah. So the, like with ETRAN, ETRAN did have its own issues, but it was 40, it would be about 40 minutes to get one through. So again, like I said, that's why we were working around the clock because ETRAN was open. So we could, you know, we were processing sometimes at midnight, you know, so I got, I get an email back at midnight that it was, it was it was done. So, uh, I mean, I can't say enough about our staff. Um, you know, the SBA. You got to understand they. You know, they they did almost five million applications in a in a two month period. I mean, that's that's an incredible amount. The systems really aren't there. They just. I mean, everybody did the best they could. Everybody was was sort of winging it. Uh, this had never happened before. Um, and again, in, in like another thing, nonprofits and churches could apply. And again, a lot of them have never borrowed money. A part of this part of this process is getting the organizational documentation. A church that's 144 years old to get an EIN number from them, the information for them to get their organizational documents, articles of incorporations some kind of bylaws as to who could sign. I mean, it was just one of those that you know, it was amazing that all this added, you know, some real, real problems to the, to the whole process. So. 
Wow, that's incredible. Um, so uh, quickly, the you said that in the end or up to date, you've lent uh, Embassy Bank through the PPP program did about $70 million. Is that right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And about how many loans does that represent? That's almost 600 loans. 600 loans. Wow. And how many loans typically does Embassy just generally close in a year, business side? Yeah, in our best year, which was a couple of years ago, we did about 332 commercial loans in one year. Wow. Uh, so, so in a period of like two months, you closed 600 loans, and normally that's double your best year, approximately. Yeah. yeah. That's and incredible. Yeah. And one of, the, one of the, 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 the other things in this was you had to, once you got your approval, you had 10 days to close that loan, 10 calendar days. So Saturdays and Sundays counted in the calculation. So one week we closed three hundred and thirteen loans. <laughs> that's a that's incredible. And you know, just for perspective for anyone listening to this podcast that's kind of outside the Lehigh Valley, Embassy Bank is a community based bank. They're not one of these. As as Tim pointed out, they have nine lenders. Nine lenders did three hundred plus loans and closed them in a very short period of time. That's incredible um you know um you guys are to be commended uh for that um so what was the largest loan you did yeah, uh, the, the largest loan we did was four million four million okay and um i'm presuming the the bulk of the loans that you did were on the smaller side because a lot of your clients are small business uh, clients yes our average loan was about one hundred and twenty-eight thousand dollars. okay so there you go. I mean, those are the people that really need the money. Not that someone who's getting $4 million doesn't, but, um, you know, my my pulse right now with clients is there's still many, many people, especially in certain businesses that are precluded from um, full capacity or no capacity that are really struggling. And <clears throat> pardon me, but the... As Tim pointed out originally, the PPP program was to keep people employed and off of the unemployment rolls. I'm not sure it met that goal, uh, only because uh, 40 million people have applied for unemployment uh, across all the states. Uh, Pennsylvania had a significant number where we're located, and those systems just could not handle. Like Tim said, the SBA is to be commended for how they did process so many loans so quickly, but even in Pennsylvania, the unemployment side, they were overwhelmed and it kind of exposed the fragility of their systems because they're built on old technology. Um, and that was just a frustration for everybody. So um, I guess I want to just get, because we're, we're running out of time, but um, so two things I wanted to ask you, I think I'll, I'll, my first question is, how is the bank handling um, their, their clients at this point, the commercial side of the business where people might be struggling? What is the bank doing? What can the bank do to help their current lending base? Um, uh, take me through a little bit of what you, what the bank's doing to help uh, customers. Yeah, and I think in the middle of all this, we've had a lot of customers concerned, um, you know, about their, their particular cash flow situations. Uh, and so we went right you know, to our auditors, examiners, and said, hey, listen, you know, given this scenario, you know, what what are we able to do? 
for our clients and we give them interest only. You know, is that because typically if I give somebody interest only, that is now considered a, a trouble loan, which now you got to make reserves for. Um, you have to report on them on a quarterly basis. So, I mean, it creates a, a real situation if somebody asks to go interest only. So, um, again, we did get, you know, right from our examiners, uh, you know, that yes, we could uh, let people uh, modify their loans and, and take a 90 day period where they're not paying principal and interest. And we add that to the back of the loan. So, we extend the interest rate out for 90 days, we extend the maturity out 90 days. And we've done that for you know, hundreds of clients. Um, and again, even some of them that weren't sure they needed it, they, they did ask, and, and we've done that. So in the middle of all this, we've done a, a, lots of modifications of, of loans to give them some, some uh, the ability to not have to make those payments and let them you know, use that money to keep the lights on and those other things that, that, that are so important for them. So Yeah, and I think... Yeah, you know, for people, you know, right now it's it's uh, July, and um, you know, for example, the restaurant industry, which I'm familiar with, especially, is struggling. Can't occupy dining rooms or very little outside dining. People are doing at this point, but probably at a limit cap- limited capacity. Um, but the winter is coming, and um, it's just going to be interesting to see where all this goes. And you know. Um, the bank, I think, from all I know, is trying very hard to work with people. Of course, that affects your earnings if you're not getting interest um, from clients uh, paying their loans. Um, that causes the bank to struggle. So I just want to, especially and knowing that Embassy is a small community bank, you rely on those um, uh, those loan payments to uh, make your own payroll um, and pay all your staff. So um, you know, again, I you know. Embassy Bank and I'm sure others, but I'm familiar with your situation is to be commended for making those kinds of uh, hard decisions. Um, Because otherwise, I think a lot more small businesses would be closing their doors. Um, Hopefully, this isn't just kicking the can down the road, but in actuality, it's helping people survive uh, the, you know, the challenges of the current economic situation. And so in closing, um, uh, I know that we discussed before we started recording the forgiveness side of this. And, you know, some people got money early and their measurement uh, uh, period was eight weeks. Uh, the SBA has now changed some of those rules to 24 weeks. Um, and there's some decision-making process for some people in the middle, um, depending on when they borrowed the money. So take me through the time frame of like how much time does does the once someone submits an application and by the way the application form continues to change depending on the the size of the loan so personally i've advised clients to kind of wait if they know that basically they think they've met the criteria for forgiveness to just wait because the possibility of filling out a one-page form or attesting that they spent the money correctly versus having to fill out i think the original form was 11 pages with all kinds of documentation um how was the bank once this starts to go through the process? What is the time frame? How much time do you have? How much time does the SBA have? Yeah, and that that has not changed. We've had we have sixty days to uh, review the application and then send it on to the SBA. The SBA has has ninety days. 
Um, and, and as you said, we're recommending, especially if you have a smaller loan, uh, I, I do believe they're going to come up with some kind of a, kind of a, they'll make that, I think there's, there's two forms right now. There's the long form, there's the easy form. The easy form, we were very happy with the fact that it, it's, it's much shorter, much less information that, that, that they need to provide. And it doesn't matter the dollars. So it, you know, our, we have one that already has applied the million two. They filled out the short form because they met all those requirements. And that's one of the nice things about if you have a portal with your bank, that would be nice because it, it walks you through very logically the steps you need to, to fill out the application. Um, so, again, that, that June 5th change, when that got signed into the law, the PPFA now, the Flexibility Act, um, it really has all of those changes have been positive. So, yeah, we are really saying just there's really no need to rush into this. It's going to be some more changes. Uh, we've been told the SBA is still looking at some other things. Uh, we can't even process them yet. August 3rd is what the projected time frame is for their portal to be ready um, for us to send uh, applications. So we, we have probably have five or six. And, and those situations typically make some sense for them to go ahead and use the eight weeks. They spent all the money. They spent it on the right things. Um, so again, it, it, every situation is going to be different, but for the most part, you, know, you should probably just still wait. Now, if you have questions, call your you know, your CPA, call your banker, you know, and just find out, um, given your situation, what might be the best thing to do. Yeah, that's great advice, Tim. I think, um, you know, on our end, the bigger questions revolve around clients that we do financial statements for with disclosures. Um, you know, if the loan has not been forgiven as of the end of the fiscal year, um, that ends up being a loan on their balance sheet. We might end up just putting some disclosures in related to that. Um, but, um, you know, putting, uh, keeping track of how the money was spent is key. And, and certainly if you meet the criteria for the easy form, uh, and as you correctly pointed out, if not, or even if you do, um, we've also heard of, you know, another type form that might be a one page form for the smaller loan. So the majority of the your loans were smaller. And if people have to wait a bit to go through the process, but the process is easier for them and for you, um, then, you know, I, I recommend people wait. Um, so, well, Tim, that was awesome. Um, I, I, you know, I can picture uh, the, the 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 frenetic pace of your of your life for um, the the month and a half or so that you've when this was all very intense and people wanted the money and and all that. But I can't uh, personally. I have some experience with mutual clients, and I can't thank you and the bank for just doing everything you could, given the staff that you had to push this all through, especially since it appears uh, in six or eight weeks, you, you closed uh, two years worth of loans, which is quite amazing. Um, do you have any final thoughts for anybody that's listening to this about the PPP program or anything else? No. And I mean, like I said, we're still taking applications from our clients. Uh, and, and again, I think if you are still on the, on the limb and you have the August day, I think the changes that they've made, you know, are going to make all these loans uh, forgivable. So if you're still on the fence, 
definitely uh, reach out to your, you know, your 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 lender and, and talk to them, and uh, and and because I, I think it's it's definitely uh, it's definitely worth doing. Um, and again, I think there'll still be some more changes. There's still probably going to be an even easier form. I think the the tax forgiveness issues I, that were addressed in the CARES Act that the IRS kind of backed out. I think those changes will get made at, at, at some point. Um, I think they want to do that after the program's kind of signed, sealed, and delivered. But I, I think they'll fix that. So, again, I don't see any reason to not, like I said, if you're on the fence, go ahead and apply. Yes, I agree. I think I wouldn't worry about the tax consequences of the transaction so much as, um, you know, the cash flow consequences and the survival of your business. Um, and also, um, depending on what industries you are, I know that there's some 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 lobbying going on for additional um, uh, tranches of PPP money uh, for certain industries. Whether that'll happen or not, right now, uh, you know, the Senate is and and the House are considering uh, additional stimulus payments as well as some other targeted um, funding. So we'll have to wait and see if that ends up in this particular bill. Um, they are due to recess soon, so there is some pressure for them to get something before they do recess. So, um, so thank you, Tim. Thanks for your insight oh, and welcome. sharing your experiences. Um, uh, I think hopefully this will be something that someone can listen to and be like, okay, wow, that was a flurry of activity. Uh, and maybe just whether it's you, Embassy Bank, or another bank, um, uh, people can appreciate what you and the SBA did in a very short period of time. Um, and so thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Take care. Take care. Remember, we all start small. This podcast is sponsored by the accounting firm of Molinari Oswald, located in Center Valley, PA, serving small businesses globally. If you love this podcast, please subscribe and tell a friend. Thank you.